MomCast is brought to you by the Hutta family of orthodontists. Still under stay-at-home orders. Mommy! It's your MomCast. Really, Mom? Mommy! Mom! You are listening. MomCast! And MomCast. Hi there. Welcome to another MomCast. I'm Stacey McKay, and I'm glad you're with us. We are social distancing and still in the state where we uh, produce our podcast. We are still not quite to crunch time. We're not there yet. We're not at the peak. We're still about a week and a half away. They're saying maybe even a little bit more, but we're working hard to keep that curve low and we're doing a good job. And I hope where you are, you're staying safe and healthy. Um, it's a it's a tough time for all of us. And we're trying our best to get some information out for you as you are home and have time perhaps to wind down and listen to MomCast. We appreciate you being here. This week, we're going to be talking um, about... You know, what happens for those of us that have family members or maybe it's us that are battling cancer? I mean, is it business as usual? We've got a great resource here in Columbus, the James Cancer Hospital. And we have the medical director to talk about how things are going, um, how treatments are going during this time. And what are we looking at in the next couple of weeks when it comes to COVID-19? Well, everybody is uh, dealing with a new normal these days, and we wanted to talk uh, with Chief Medical Officer at the James, Dr. David Cohn. David, thank you for being with us, Dr. Cohn. We appreciate it. I know you're probably hugely busy right now. It's a pleasure to be here, Stacy. and I think that the more that we can communicate about what's going on, the better will be for our whole community. And let's talk about that. First and foremost, obviously, at the James, dealing with a lot right now. Let's talk, first of all, to patients who are there uh, going through the battle on a daily basis. How has this changed anything about their treatment? Well, it's interesting because in many ways, the treatment is the same. Um, You know, patients that are getting cancer treatment continue to get cancer treatment. Patients that um, are in a position where their survival is going to be better with some form of treatment, we continue to recognize that that's obviously the priority. But yet so much is incredibly different because, you know, you can think about it as simply as the days when we used to have a lot of visitors in our hospital or in our outpatient settings. That's no longer the case. Uh, We're doing everything that we can to minimize the contact between our patients, our faculty, our staff and COVID-19. And so from that standpoint, no visitors is probably the most apparent means that we can see things are very, very different compared to what they used to be. But if someone were had, had seen their doctor and had been diagnosed, did things progress for them just as they normally would as, as uh, per se? I would say in general, the answer is yes, meaning again, treatments go on, but things are, are different in terms of what um, the general principles are. And I guess I would explain it this way is what we can all do is to try to control our environment to minimize the risk that you're gonna be exposed to COVID-19. And because of that, rather than coming in to see a doctor, for example, on a cadence of every three or four weeks, what we might do now is set up telephone visits or video visits with our patients, things that we hadn't usually done before. So whatever we can do to minimize the need for a patient to be in our healthcare facility, so that they can control that environment, we're thinking about opportunities like that, that'll just minimize the chance of their becoming exposed to COVID-19. So that's very different. You're gonna see again, fewer visitors, you're gonna see healthcare providers in masks, 
because we want to make sure that we, again, minimize the chance that anybody is going to transmit COVID-19 from one to another. So there's a lot of very visible differences. And, and for those that are going through treatments right now and are visiting the James with the new normal and the new restrictions in place, are, are they more at risk than you or I? So we know that patients who have cancer have two different things that put them at risk. Number one is that the cancer in and of itself changes the immune system that puts them at a little bit of a higher risk for actually contracting COVID-19. The other part is that we know that cancer treatment also decreases the immune system. And you can think about the immune system as our natural defense against a virus or bacteria or any other type of infectious disease. So because of the cancer and the treatment, patients have reduced immune systems and that puts them at higher risk for also having complications related to COVID-19 if they do get exposed. So that just leads to an extra level of, of importance for cancer patients that they have to minimize the chance that they're going to become exposed because they're at higher risk for getting it. And if they do get it, they're at also at higher risk for having complications related to the COVID-19. I, I would say my, my mom went through cancer and I know a big part of her, her victory at the James was having family there almost to the point where, you know, we were just always with her. Someone was with her all the time. Talk a little bit about that for patients that maybe are not able to have that right now. How are, how are you dealing with that? Yeah, I would just say that that was one of the hardest decisions that we made at the James is to restrict visitors. Um, hard because, again, just as you mentioned, Stacy, is that it's one of those really important pieces for patients to get through their cancer treatment and to see the other side is having that physical support and the emotional support that they get from friends and family. And so the decision to get to this point was not made lightly at all, but we do know that it was the exact right thing to do to minimize the risk for infection. Mm -hmm. um, so what's happening? You know, we recognize that when patients come into the facility, either the inpatient uh, unit or the outpatient centers as well, our staff recognize how hard it is. And I would say that, you know, we've always been an incredible high touch facility. And I think that that is no more important uh, today than it was in the past. And so having to um, be with patients that don't have family just feels very different for us as well. And we're using this as opportunity just to continue to connect with our patients. I think that's one, uh, one really important part about what this has changed for not just the patients, but also for those that deliver the healthcare as well. As a part of the medical community, first of all, thank you, because I think people are, maybe some for the first time in their lives, are seeing what you all go through when something like this happens that none of us could imagine. So thank you for that. But talk a little bit about the staff and how everyone is doing uh, with all this going on. Yeah. I just want to give you a perspective of what it looks like today uh, inside of our hospital or inside of our clinics, you know, it's April the 7th. And so we expect that the surge of COVID-19 in terms of the larger number of cases aren't going to occur for one to two weeks is the expectation. So things are incredibly calm at this point in time. We're involved in enormous levels of preparation for an increasing number of patients with COVID-19. So it's a bit of a surreal experience to walk into a hospital where you expect this frenetic environment but actually everyone is just doing whatever we can to prepare to take care of the patients that we're gonna be seeing in the next few weeks. Um, but I think that what the staff is doing is everybody who's involved in healthcare comes into this for you know, their own reasons, but I think everybody really cares about taking care of patients 
it's what we've signed up for and it's what we're really good at. And so from that standpoint, everyone's really rallying around the opportunity to do what we do best. And that is to take care of our patients, um, but also recognizing that we need to take care of each other and we need to take care of ourselves. And so, you know, there's this incredible camaraderie that we're seeing uh, between teams that may not have seen each other or interacted with each other before. I already talked about the camaraderie between the patients and their healthcare providers, the nursing staff, uh, the physician staff, the nurse practitioners. So these are always been strong, but it's even more so now than it was before. Um, and so there's, everybody is just looking for the same thing. We want to take care of our patients uh, and we want to do it in a way that keeps us as safe as we can be to continue to do the job that, uh, that we'd love to do. Now, are you able to talk, are you involved directly? Will the James be involved directly with um, taking maybe room, beds, any of this? Because I know we're talking about needing as much space for this surge as we possibly can get. Yeah. So at this point in time, um, we are involved in caring for patients who have cancer in the James. Some of our patients are diagnosed uh, with COVID-19. And so we're, you know, managing cancer and we're managing COVID-19 at the same time. Um, and as the number of cases increase across our entire healthcare system, I think that's when we go into a different mode of just saying we need to be all hands on deck and whatever's the most efficient way to take care of patients across our entire healthcare system. And also not just within the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center system, but the other two large health systems in Columbus and across the state. So Governor DeWine has instituted a plan whereby we can look not just at our local hospital or our local system or our local city, but rather a larger community to take care of the patients in the most efficient way across the entire state. So if we get to a point where um, our individual hospitals are overwhelmed, we've got an incredible plan to be able to accommodate the level of care that's required so that we're able to take the, the great care of patients that they deserve. Well, I, I would say, too, on a personal level, although I'm I'm involved in the media, on a personal level, I and I'm watching others as well, the feeling of our leaders, the great calm that they seem to give us um, with the idea that they had a plan and put it into action, I think gives many people in Ohio, um, I don't know if it's a sense of security, I don't want to say that, but reassurance. And... What would you say to the community as far as, from your perspective, the plan that we have? Is it, we all feel like, wow, I feel like Ohio's doing a fairly good job. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have that, a little bit of, of calm in that, in that statement. And I think that there's a reason for that calm. And the reason why we have calmness in our hospital and what you're describing as a sense of calm as well is because the surge of patients has been delayed by virtue of physical distancing that was put in place by the governor. Just think back to the time that Governor DeWine made the commitment to cancel the Arnold Classic. And at that point in time, there was a lot of controversy about that decision, that it was thought that that was a bit premature, or too aggressive. Um, and you look back now and say that that's probably why we're in a position today where we have the opportunity to do all the planning, where the Ohio Department of Health leadership and the state government leadership has worked hand in hand to really prepare the entire state and our communities for what's to come. So I think that your perception of calm is exactly correct. Uh, I do believe that it was because of the initial plans that were put in place 
that allowed the community uh, to minimize the transmission amongst ourselves so that we delayed both the time until the surge occurs, but also took down the number of cases that we could have seen to a much more manageable level with our current allocation of healthcare facilities that we have. Well, and, and we have been told, you know, there's no stopping the progression, but you can flatten it, which I feel you're right, we've done and, and made it, you know, last a little longer till we get to that is what we needed to do. What else would you like people to know about what's happening right now at the James or anything that we haven't covered that you would like people to know or understand? I just like the opportunity to emphasize again everything that we've done to this point in time to get us into the great position that the state of Ohio and the James in particular and the Wexner Medical Center is in, we need to continue doing. So Governor DeWine reinstituted the stay-at-home order. Um, and I think that that's really the most important thing that we can do to minimize the continued transmission of COVID-19 because we still want to decrease the number of cases. We want to delay the time until we see the surge. So this is not the time to start feeling more comfortable um, and to go out and to interact with others uh, quite yet. We'll get there eventually, uh, but now is certainly not the time. I also want to emphasize the incredible importance of um, washing your hands. And as silly as it sounds, uh, washing your hands with soap and water or using hand sanitizer when you don't have access to soap and water is really key to minimize the chance that you're going to pick up something from another individual or a surface and bring that home with you, touch your face, become infected. And then that just continues to increase that rate of cases that we're trying to avoid at this point in time. So all the strong work that everybody's done by being away from each other, to be away physically from schools, to be away from work. I know how hard this is on our communities. I know how hard financially this is, but it still is the right thing to do to protect our community uh, from COVID-19. And we're seeing this across the country and across the world. And I think that Columbus in the state of Ohio is in a really good spot to not, uh, to not look like some of those other places. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking some time. Chief Medical Officer at the James, Dr. David Cohn. And again, on a personal note, I can't say enough about the James. Um, as many people in Central Ohio and beyond uh, can attest to, um, we saw it for a very long battle with my mom, and she's thriving and doing well. And so I don't know how you say thank you for <laughs> saving my mom, but um, we're lucky to have the James and we'll get through this together, all of us. And I thank you for sharing some time with us today. I wish you and your staff uh, all the best. We're all behind you and thinking of you as we head into some of these more difficult waters. Thanks for those kind words, Stacey. And uh, thanks for the opportunity to share my thoughts today. Appreciate it. You all I know have heard me talk about my thankfulness for the Hutta family of orthodontists. We have Dr. James T. Hutta, of course, socially distanced on the phone. Thanks for having us. Not only are you involved with your patients, you're involved in the community and where your offices are. You all are just as concerned with the families on a personal level as you would be in a business level. Yes. You know, we talk to uh, patients every day and, you know, express uh, our gratitude to uh, first responders. Uh, we treat a lot of patients who maybe their parents may be firefighters or policemen. They're, they're all on the front lines. 
So our thoughts and prayers go out to all of them. We've also gifted a lot of our PPEs to um, the local hospitals, and I've personally handed out some to some of my neighbors and, and patients who said that they are out of masks. I mean, we did our part in trying to help with what resources we have. So we, we do care deeply about um, everybody, our community, and want to be supportive is the best way we can. To let everybody know, HuddaFamilyOrtho.com. Appreciate your time. So moms, the last couple mom casts, including this one, trying to just give you some information. Um, but of course, thinking of you all, we're all going through a lot right now. Check on one another. Um, if you get a chance, this is a great time to go back and um, just listen to some mom casts. If you go through our catalog, oh my gosh, you're going to find some really fun ones. If you just want lighthearted stuff, uh, anything to just kind of give you an escape. There are lots and lots of MomCast episodes, so I hope you'll do that. Um, And we'll get back to it soon. We're all separated just like everybody else, and we'll all get through this. Just hang in there. All of these efforts are really making a difference. So hang in there. I hope your family is well and safe, and we'll talk again soon on MomCast. MomCast.